Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, guys, it's Mish from Mission Zach's Leguizamarama. I just wanted to slip in really quick here and say this is your spoiler warning. There will be spoilers, I guarantee you. Do not listen if you don't want spoilers. Thank you. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamarama. My name is Zachary Thomas Ruane. I am one host of the show. Uh, and in the show, we discuss John Leguizamo. Pull up the movie. script. Pull up the uh, fucking script. No, I don't want to. The script. Everyone's here in the script every week. I want to mix it up, Mish. All right, here we go. Well, uh, oh, no. Um, you know what? What are you from, Zach? How, where would people know you from? No, well, no, the, the show, firstly, we watch a movie. We're, we're watching the entire filmography of, of, the, of the actor John Leguizamo. The script describes him as a character actor. We've moved past that. We know he's a leading man that should be getting better opportunities. It, the script is outdated. It's moved on. Oh, I'm God. Zach Ruane. You might know me from... Are you the red-headed one, the little Italian one, or the long-haired one? Which I'm, one are you? I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> the one that uh, people didn't get it, and then, and then they listen to the podcast, and they're like, all right, I see what he's doing, I guess. He's okay. the quirky one because, like, Broden's, like, the hot one, mm. but if you're under the age of 16... And I'm you're sorry. kind of trying to find your identity and you're like, you know, maybe I you're like trying to... I think we can all agree head. Sam's the hot one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of, well, obviously. But, like, Zach attracts, like, a very... Like, I've been accosted by many a uh, uh, um, kind of, like, alternative black-dyed hair, lots of under... Like, bottom... What, what we're trying eyeliner. to say is I'm the non-threatening one. No, he's a non-threatening yeah. one. Uh, so Justin the, Bieber, early Justin Bieber, yeah. <laughs> early Justin Bieber, sort of the soft. Uh, you know, I, I've got some sort of there's some authoritative masculinity in there deep down, but you, you don't have to worry about it. One from Auntie Donna, <laughs> um, good, I, uh, good dad vibes. I would, and I, and I mean that good, as a compliment. I mean that as a compliment. Such good dad vibes. Yes, yeah. I'm the, I'm like the, Zach's the one at the family barbecue that you go to to talk about the problems in the family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unc- actually, unc- fun uncle vibes. Maybe. Yeah. That's better. Oh, let's stick he understands vibes. that his brother, your weird uncle, is weird. Yes. I, yeah, I, yeah. I like to think of myself as I'm, I'm da- like dad, but I, the, the threat you just wait till dad gets home doesn't work with me. Mm. With the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, I, I don't just, tell your mother kind of dad. Y- yes, yes. Or I um, ask your mother. Can I yes. have some ice cream? Ask your mother. I've got it. That's my dad. You're my dad. Yeah. Can I uh, do that? I don't know. I'm putting the emotional labor on your mother in this moment. Yeah. And when Zach does say, oh, don't tell your mother, you know very well he's already run it past your mother. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when when mum's at work or something, you have pizza for dinner. 
Exactly. I'm, yeah, pizza. This is my three things is pizza that I get from the shops. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I take a lot of pride in the, the one ingredient change on the menu pizza. I'm like, see, the trick is yeah. you've got to, uh, the other thing is shepherd's pie. And lastly, it's uh, steak, chips mm. and salad. Or yeah, like yeah. The, you buy the frozen pizza, but then you also buy like a capsicum to put on top of it. Yeah, yeah. You'd, yeah. Probably, you'd probably eat a Godfather's pizza. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably the pizza you eat. <laughs> that's the pizza, Zachy. That's the kind of pizza Zach gets behind. Uh, absolutely. Um, so you know me as that one from Auntie Donna. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Miss Witra, who you might know as... Your super threatening mum. You don't know if she's going to leave. She might fucking leave. You don't know. You've never known. You don't trust her. You can't talk to her about anything. But she has really cool taste in music and forgets to pick you up from house parties. And can I just Mm. add there's another layer of, you know, she's a really fun mum when you're a kid. You go through a very rough 10 years through your teens. Mm. But but then you once you realise she's human and you realise how much work she had to do you know, mm. with your dad, even though your dad was the fun one as well, when you actually mm. put it all together, you go, fuck, I, you know, I owe her a lot. And you kind of have a begrudging kind of thing that works. That's the, and also like she takes off with like her Cambodian lover mm. goes oh. back to his, goes back okay. to his home, like where his home is in his family spends four and a half years there and doesn't make any contact. But then when she comes back, she's incredibly apologetic and you can kind of learn to love each other as friends almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But she, yeah. she's yeah, never... That's exactly your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what, what worries me about that is we really went, like, hard on me and I think we really captured my energy. I think what we got from Mish was very depressingly aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Reese. Let's do Reese. Oh, we're, we're joined, not as always... For the listener, for the very first time, we may elaborate on not for us for the very first time, but for the listener, the very first time, we're joined by the our very special guest, um, mm. Reese Nicholson, who you may know as. Um, it's Christmas Day. I'm not making any interaction with any family members. I'm just playing on my DS for four and a half hours until lunch, where I will silently eat a plain ham sandwich. Yeah, and eat it in another room. Yeah. That's good. You're That's the amazing. cousin. You're the cousin that when someone says, "Oh God, I have ten cousins," and then they start naming them off, and they get to nine, and they're like, "Oh fuck, what? <laughs> I've missed one. I've missed one. Let's go back to the start. I've missed one." Okay, <laughs> we've got we've got Simon. We've got John. We've got Eric. We've got fuck. Who? Which one? Oh, I keep missing one. And it's like, oh, I think you forgot Reese. Reese, of course, Reese. Oh, sweet Reese. We were, we were born with. We, we were born the same year. He's had his problems. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I feel bad for forgetting him. But, I mean, he's on dad's side and I'm more no mum's side. So Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I truly, there was a while there where even family members that I'm close with um, would constantly, no one could ever quite grasp the spelling of my name, which I would like, but it would never be like R-E-E-C-E or something. It would be like R-Y-E. H-C-E, like some weird <laughs> mental version of that name. I guess mm. it's also before you could look up spellings of things. Yeah. You're, you're R-H-Y-S, right? R-H-Y-S, the correct yeah. way. Yeah. You have no vowels in your name. 
That's insane. Nope. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a actually, kind of real, some real guesswork. That's actually, a fun really party trick, on isn't it? How you define a vowel, Mish? Um, uh, orally, yes, he does have vowels, but just not from a written perspective. <laughs> cool. I thought this that was quite funny. This but is why Mish. This all. is why Mish left. <laughs> exactly this type of this energy. Little is why this is Mom, why I found Mom my Mish love left. in Cambodia. You little yeah. cunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's something very evocative about that about that cousin thing and the quiet ham sandwich cousin. So I think there's two yeah. kinds of performers in the world. It's just opened up something for me because I feel like <laughs> there's two kinds of performers in the world. One where they were always the centre of attention at big family events mm. and one that like now that they've done the comedy festival gala is the centre of attention and cannot handle yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just I... Like- I think I started off as this, like, I always wanted attention on me. Like, I was always mm-hmm. the instigator of the cousin plays and all those types. Like, all the adults have to sit down. And I was also the instigator of the arguments because the cousins two years younger than me weren't mm. committing to the characters. This is a circus. <laughs> um, uh, but then, yeah, as I've done the gala and stuff, a lot more interest in not so much my family, but my family's friends. Oh, yeah, That I mm. don't really know that well. And they've just got a lot of questions about Dave Hughes. Lot of Dave Hughes <laughs> questions. <laughs> it's just a lot of like, how do you make like, like almost just to the point of like, where do you put your money? Where do you put your, like, yeah. you like? Yeah, where do you put it? It's like in a bank. It's it's much like a normal it's job, and that's the same. <laughs> yeah, you just put it in a bank or spend it on like groceries and stuff. I get yeah. a lot of the um, if I t- if I could tell a family member, I like I work in comedy. They're like, or f- more like like you said, friends of my family. Um, there's a lot of like, oh, have you met Arj Barker? <laughs> it's like no, nah, no, no, I, no, I haven't. Like, oh yeah, then then that's it. Yeah, yeah. then there's I a complete want, lack of respect for me because I I, I, once, I haven't met Arj Barker. Yeah, it's like they almost don't believe. Yeah, you're not it, really it, in comedy unless you've met Arj Barker. I remember when I first started doing the comedy festival because I hadn't done the gala yet. People would openly say, "Have you done the gala?" I'm like, no. You're like, oh. And you just watch their, like, disappointment on their face. Like, oh, well, you're probably not a good comedian then. (laughs) (laughs) But, Reese, have you met Arj Barker? I mean, yeah, and it's fine. There you You go. But there you go. You've you've made it. In the eyes of Leone, the bitch that works (laughs) with my mum, you've made it. I'm a fucking failure. There's also another layer of, like, they, um, it's the conversation at Christmas time where people tell you, like, can't quite. I don't quite know how to word this, but like they, um, they talk to you about how like shining, what they consider to be shining beacons of of quality, mm. Um, mm. are like the things you're the most bitter about. They're like, yeah. oh, I reckon this place is real good, or this country does very good comedy, and you're like, well, actually, um, well, I find that they've got a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you try and get into this kind of excess. To, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you end up getting And you don't want to seem like you're saying to a friend of your mother-in-law, you're wrong, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> no, I, they, they're not good. And actually that guy has been accused of some pretty full-on <laughs> things. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like the, or you end up in a conversation with the son of a friend of your mother-in-law's <laughs> and then... And and you're in Perth, and this is a very real story now. 
but and you just you don't want to seem like you're lecturing them about how an industry that you've worked in for ten years works because then they'll go, well, he doesn't know what he's talking. Like, do you know what I mean? There's a weird mm. comedy has a weird ownership that other people own. We don't get to own it. No, no. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. There's very much a sense of like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of like people going, oh, you don't care about my job. <laughs> and it's like, I, I am more, yeah, I like, do. I am more You're interested. You're a nurse. That's very interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, it's my, um, my, so I, a lot of my friends are performers or they, yeah, they do comedy. They, they're writers, actors and stuff like that. My partner isn't at all. Yeah. Like he's mm. just not at all. And then when so when I brought and do you, him ma- do you make him aware of that every day? You wake always up you constantly. Look, I'm gonna say he he listens to this podcast. Bless him. But I still don't really understand what he does. <laughs> and yeah. We've been together for six months. How do you work out how to turn on a podcast if he doesn't work in entertainment? That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But when I brought him to meet all my friends who work, you know, who are creatives, they were all just so fascinated by his government job. <laughs> Yeah. And it was just like, tell us more. It's a ma- what contracts you deal with yeah. numbers? He just, the amount of times he's probably had to say, well, I, I guess it is a bit like that department of the ABC. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> Um, it's very funny. It is, and it's like like us trying to understand. It's like, so when do you ask that? Like, we just, anyway, very funny stuff. It's good. I always, lastly, I just think what, when someone has a real job, what I would consider a real job, like in an office, they're, they're doing stuff in an office. I, and this sounds so easy to say this and dumb, but like, I genuinely don't know what they do. Like, yeah. like in, at that desk mm. from start to finish of the day, nine till five, what are you doing? Like oh. what's, ha- what, like, do, do you have tasks you're given or do you manage do you manage your own tasks and you decide okay from two till four I'm gonna work on these things? You know what I mean? Like who's I, what who's watching you? Who's I, making sure you do these things? I work in an office four days a week. Okay. Nine to five. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea what I do. <laughs> <laughs> like Oh, and like I don't know, I don't know what what I do. My my title is office manager. I'm in an office, so I'm halfway there. Yeah, there you <laughs> like, go. You must so have at least half of my job is right. I don't want to be talking about COVID too much because, like, you know, whatever. But you must have had a real existential crisis when we started working from home. It's yeah. almost like I became my own office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you the know what I mean? Was inside yeah. us all along. Yeah, exactly. The office is me. But who <laughs> manages? Who manages your? Yeah. Like, who watches The Watchmen? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, who? Yeah. That's who, a good question. I think I'll bring that up with my boss in our Monday meeting. <laughs> like, usually, I'm managing usually the consultants. Office, usually, consultants the do that. Is the office managing me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, Reese. Yeah, so we've talked <laughs> for 15 so minutes. For, <laughs> thank oh, you so much for joining this us. This is the most on topic um, we've been. <laughs> um, I, I think it is important to note that, like Zach said at the start, as for the listener, this mm. is the first time you've joined us on Leguizamarama. Yes. So welcome. What a however, mm. however, mm. <laughs> this isn't the first time we've recorded a podcast episode no. for Leguizamarama with you. No. Um, because we've addressed this previously in previous episodes that there are some of John Leguizamo's movies mm. that we are not prepared to talk about just yet. No. 
No, Maybe no. it's because John knows about this podcast. Hi, John. Maybe- Hi, John. Hi, John. Um, maybe it's because <laughs> who are you at the family barbecue? Maybe it's mm. because um, he pet. shares our stuff on Instagram sometimes. Mm. Maybe it's because some of the stuff he makes is a little bit problematic well, and hasn't oh. aged well. Well, what I would mm. say, and I really want to frame it with this in defence of John, everything before two thousand and. 17. 17, you know, is, you know, so it becomes. Everything everything before and including Louis C.K.'s stand-up comedy show, 2017. (laughs) 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 But uh, luckily there's something happened just after that, you know, it was obviously he got, but we worked it out. We've uh, we've worked it out. (laughs) And we, fine now. And, now and now we feel fine. The millennials, fine. we sat down with the, the ones below us. We sat down, we, we set up a set of rules, we wrote it down. We know what to do now. We are yeah. good and history will look back on us just fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Everything's good. Um, so, I yeah. would say, I would say John's work, some of his earlier work, but unlike him, hasn't aged well. Like, I think what keeps him going is... I googled him of recent years. He looks better than he did in the movie that we reviewed that we'll never release the episode of. Mm. Like <laughs> yeah. he are we saying what it is? We watch we watched the pest. We, we watched, watched the pest. pest. We watched the pest. And and, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> and if you'd like to know why we aren't releasing that episode, watch the pest. <laughs> Maybe. And we don't Maybe. we like John. I like John. And I don't yeah. want I don't want that movie to be what I remember him for. And I also don't want to go at John. Thank you. I just, we don't want it. Let's just leave the pest. I don't want to hurt John. Let's just leave the pest. Because John is a great writer. He's a great comedian. He's a great performer. We just don't need to talk about the pest yet. Yeah. Yeah, We don't need to yet. I don't want people to, you know, I did raw comedy. I was in the grand final. I politely asked the comedy festival to remove that clip because I. <laughs> well, lucky I we have no listeners like that clip. because that is a challenge for some people, and they will find it. <laughs> oh, it's bad. There's a. I, I do an impression of Stephen Hawking's doing a fitness. Uh, how how does Stephen Hawking stay so fit? Oh wow! So that's, well, you were wow, very. That's... I remember the first time I saw you. Your your whole brand was like you took no prisoners. You were that kind of mm. yeah. Gonna go yeah. and it's I, like I took no audience. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's I um oh sorry go Mish. No no I I rec- oh, probably about a year ago had to delete a whole bunch of old Facebook posts oh, that yeah. I did. There's, there's um, nothing more there, depressing. Because Mish in 2009 had some opinions. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and they were insane. <laughs> I am exactly the same. Mm. Like 2009 is about when I joined Facebook. It's also mm. when I was doing a lot of drugs when I first moved to Sydney. And mm. uh, every I check Facebook memories every day and I scroll to the bottom and I yeah. find the one that came out 10 years ago to the day and I delete it. It's a great Absolutely. spring clean. Yeah, yeah, and it feels good every day. Uh, yeah. Same, I deleted the first four years of my Twitter. Very Not smart. because there's anything particularly bad there, mm. but say, you know, there was a while ago that I was potentially going to be on um, a, a, a reality show that's um, in the jungle and I was no longer going to be on that thing. 
Uh, but I, I'm glad because it would have been someone's job at the Daily Mail to scroll through yeah, <laughs> Twitter just an intern's from 10 job. years ago. Yep. So in my head right now, Reese, not to discredit what you just said, but all I'm thinking about is that you were nearly on either I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, or mm-hmm. Survivor, mm-hmm. and either I would love to see you on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Please, the first if- one. Oh, because if it was yeah. Survivor, I would I would pay good money <laughs> to watch you on Survivor. Oh, I, think I don't that think would... I'd survive. Oh, I'm I'm a big Survivor. And fan. let me tell I'm you, big, Mish, big uh, the fan. producers of like those shows pest. pay good money to see the people on it as well. So this is probably a hard memory for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some would say. I'm... Some would say I'm... I'd I'd signed a contract and. Uh... And uh, about a week and a half before I was meant to fly to another country, I was bumped. But that's fine. Don't worry about you it. You don't want to. Oh. Here's the thing, though. Like, you don't want to, like, oh, it turns out that fucking person from sport is actually oh. smarter than you thought. I think yeah, they made the wrong, <laughs> I think they made the wrong choice. I think it was a dill rookie mistake. anyway um so we're not going to talk about the pest but we are going to talk about a movie that when we started doing this podcast this was one i was particularly excited about Mm. talking about Um, which is why 20 minutes in we have not started talking about it yes i know i cannot (laughs) express to you reese how 20 minutes is good for us. <laughs> because when you don't have an audience, you feel no obligation towards yeah, yeah. them. Exactly. Oh, I know. Um, so the assumption, the assumption is if you've gotten this far in uh, yeah. or if you clicked on this podcast, you know that we're talking about the 1995, would you call it a comedy? Comedy? <laughs> comedy. And there was um, your review. <laughs> Sure, I'd, comedy uh, called Tu Wong Fu. I'd call mm. it. Oh, no, go on. I'd I'd call it a comedy in the way that like an Edward Albee play is a comedy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's in that it's just a lot of people shouting at each other in a home setting. But the it, there there are um, you know I would watch a whole movie about Stockard Channing and her husband alone. Like that's a yeah. In fact, I would say that was a different movie. Yes, that was jarring. Um, Somehow got cut in. I'll read the quick blurb that I've got written up about the movie just in case people haven't seen it, and I'm sure there's probably quite a few people who haven't. Um, But, yeah, I'm just going to jump in. We'll read this, and then we'll go full all out in chatting about Stockard Channing. Yeah. Okay, so... Elite New York-based drag queens Noxima Jackson and Vita Boehm, played by Wesley Snipes from Blade and Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse, are crowned New York City's Drag Queens of the Year, which wins them each a trip to Hollywood to take part in an even bigger show, Miss Drag Queens of America pageant. When Vita takes pity on the young and inexperienced queen named Chichi Rodriguez, played by John Leguizamo, she convinces her very buff friend, Noxima, to sell their plane tickets to Robin Williams, hire a car and drive from New York to Hollywood instead, <laughs> bringing the hopeful Chichi with them, while being watched over by an iconic signed photo of Julie Newmar that they stole from a bar. Together, our three heroines travel across the country in a butter-coloured Cadillac, all while in complete full drag the entire time. Yes. This this madcap road trip throws Vida, Noxima and Chi-Chi into some wild, crazy situations, like being mistaken for basketball players and being Mm. pulled over by a dodgy cop played by Willard from Footloose. (laughs) 
When their car breaks down outside a public bathroom, they are forced to spend a long weekend in a very small town with some interesting characters that live there, like Rizzo from Greece and Gwyneth Paltrow's (laughs) mum. Can they inject colour, love and life into this town in only two days? The answer is yes. John Leguizamo plays Chichi Rodriguez, a hopeful romantic that is on a deep personal journey transitioning from a drag princess to a drag queen. She likes romance novels, chewing gum, and wearing her jacket off her shoulders. <laughs> Chichi Rodriguez is also a Puerto Rican professional golfer who's won eight PGA Tour events. He was the first Puerto Rican to be induced into the World Golf Hall of Fame. Well, that's right. good to show your research there. Thanks. I looked yeah. up Chichi Rodriguez and the first Chichi Rodriguez that came out was the golfer, so I thought I'd just do a big quick shout-out to Chichi. Well, well, <laughs> well done with those eight fucking PGA Tour events that you won, man. I believe Chichi Rodriguez had, to, like, tried to sue Universal. Really? Or something. I read in the IMDb fun facts bit, it says... Um, Universal and Chi-Chi Rodriguez came to an undisclosed amount of money wow. because he felt he it was effect, like a, you know a drag queen with his name was affecting his job like his his you know that's life, amazing that's that's uh, so funny mm. and there's also like I also just love that like the, the like a professional golf. A professional golfer, like a professional athlete, a real human being with a storied career. Like, what a sad moment for him that there are three people doing a podcast right now that he's not yeah. number one on that name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's not one person here that's like, oh, I put him above the, the character yeah. in the mildly problematic 1995 film. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Can we can we start by just talking about like the very first thing you see in this? It, it, and first of all, I remember this movie being a lot worse than it was. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know what has changed. Maybe I was just, I was going into it being like oh no, and then actually like it's got its problems that I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, but well, we don't have to either. <laughs> I know some drag. I know quite a few drag queens, um, and I've I've seen them get ready before. At no point do they say, here comes mother, or um, whatever Patrick Swayze says. Also, have you ever seen someone, two people get dressed more, I've never seen someone feel it so much in my entire life. Like, you know. I don't know about you, Reese, but when I put on stockings, I turn myself on. (laughs) When I powder my face, I'm rock hard. (laughs) Like, like I know enough drag queens to know that they, which also feeds into the whole, um, you know, the fact that they're in drag the whole movie. Hmm. Drag queens fucking hate being in drag. Yeah. yeah. Like after when you've been doing it for long enough. Like I wear a lot of makeup on and suits and stuff on stage. It's gotten to the point where I hate 
putting on those suits and I yeah. hate putting on that makeup. Well, you don't go like, here's mother and then arguably, take- Arguably the most famous drag queen in the world, RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Um, he himself has said, I do not do drag now unless it is for a lot of money. Yeah, like, absolutely. Unless you are paying me a ridiculous sum of money, I'm not going to do that to myself. And he doesn't, he doesn't do his own face. He doesn't do his mm. own hair anymore. Like he's just, part, he's just like, I'll do it. Raven does it all. What yeah. a fun crossover podcast to do about drag. Um, <laughs> yeah, but and it's such this movie to me is such a strange dichotomy of uh, really honouring the culture and not honouring the culture at all. Like it's mm. they have these really weird in the first uh, where they're doing the uh, what's his name like the kind of it's almost like a weird play on a ballroom scene like a pageant. Mm. There's so many famous. Drag queen, like Lady Bunny, uh, Coco Peru, Joey Arias, these like titans and really not like RuPaul style references, like proper niche New York. Which yeah. I suppose, no, Queens RuPaul in was it. big then anyway, wasn't oh, she? Oh yeah, yeah, big, yeah, really big. But, but they were qu- like, niche, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the kind of Quentin Crisp is one of the judges. You know <laughs> Quentin about- Crisp, the writer? <laughs> <laughs> no, John Hurt played him. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Kind of like to get hit. Anyway, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, putting them in drag, the whole movie is like, oh, you don't know anything about drag at the same time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, is this- oh, That's the, what I got from it was that they, it was made by people. This is an assumption, obviously. I haven't spoken to the people who made this film. <clears throat> made by people who really wanted to honour the drag queen without doing enough research into it. Oh, that's yeah. what I kind of potentially, I'm not a drag queen. <laughs> Um, but oh, from what I've I misunderstood. <laughs> oh. Adds a whole other layer with that Cambodian lover thing. Yeah. Like, oh no. Um. I. I. From what I gathered from it, to me, as someone who, who I'm, I'm very into. Like, I've watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race this yeah. lockdown. Yeah. So much. Um. Yeah. I saw it as like it wanted to be a celebration of drag. Yeah. But that the concept of like. They're in drag the entire film and, like, they go into a dirty room and they're like, we need to do it up. <laughs> they put glitter yeah. and, like, pretty things everywhere. Um, do you know what it, it seems like they kind of needed to do a bit more research. Do maybe. you know what it felt like for me? It felt like uh, the script was written with near to no research and then yeah. the director did a lot of research. So it's like the script was there, it was done, and then the director did heaps of research and there were rewrites to that research, but the core was already there. It was already... Um, like let's see, there's a scene at the end where she's like, I knew you were a man from the start. I saw your Adam's apple, see, but I love you no matter what. And it's like, I don't think... <laughs> Any six foot tall Patrick Swayze looking type in drag makeup is thinking he's passing in a middle American town. No. Like, yeah, <laughs> these people just completely. And he's not. He's a drag queen. Like, yeah. but I, also the way that they talk about it is the way that drag queens talk about drag. Like the kind of, you know, speaking about speaking of uh, what's what's Patrick Swayze's drag um, Vita, Vita speaking speaking of Vita in the third person is a thing that drag queens like talking about oh you know i created this character i had to leave there so mm. vita could live like that type of thing that made sense to me but then um sorry i'm getting really emotional no, then the um <laughs> <clears throat> yeah then the kind of weird stuff of like 
Like, what is that Chinese... Like, what is the Chinese restaurant? Are they, where is... In what universe? And then they drive past a train and yeah. people are voguing in the train. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it's kind of... It's done this weird thing where, you know, obviously uh, Priscilla is the counterpart. And Pr- I can't remember. Priscilla was first, right? Well, this Priscilla, Queen of the Desert came out about a year before. Because this is what right. I was going to say. Like, for me, that's my core thing that I wanted to talk about. Because unlike you, I, I hadn't seen this film. This is the first time I'd watched this film. And for me, I always knew it as the film that unfortunately came out after Priscilla. But from what yeah. I've One read... One year after. Priscilla came out in 1994. Right, yeah. yeah. But from what I've read, they both went into production kind of at the same time. If not, there was, there, was, there was no sort of sense that they were aware of each other. This didn't happen because of Priscilla. That was just yeah. unlucky to happen at the same time. So I, it's like I that was... strange Bedfellows movie. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's just a very, like, the, the whole film is so sort of... Um, I couldn't see it outside of comparing it to Priscilla. And Priscilla yeah, absolutely. has its faults, sure, like it's an older film. Um, you know, there's things you wouldn't do now that you do. But, like, at its core is a really, really beautiful film. It's about it's, – I think it's really respectful to drag culture most part. Um, but it's like it's tough. It's really tough. Like there are parts of it that are really tough to watch, and not because it's politically incorrect. No, it's no. Like, and it's like there's a, just a real element with Priscilla of like, um, it's telling a story that's bigger than than just drag. It's telling a story mm. about acceptance and prejudice, even within those communities and stuff, which is so complex for a film and like. Yeah. People hadn't even didn't even know what drag was, and then they're talking about like they're taking three steps forward. Like it's mm. more forward than RuPaul's Drag Race thirty years later. Yeah, like it's the comparison of say the way that they put something in Priscilla. They do the AIDS fuckers written on the side of the truck, which mm-hmm. is like a very real and quite awful. full on yeah awful thing to say. Mm. In this movie, it's Chichi Rodriguez. Being surrounded by men, and we still aren't sure what what was going to happen. Were they about to beat her up, or like, uh, were they about to like group sexually assault her? Like, what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was really unclear. It's like they're trying to make these big points that just don't quite land. While staying safe, yeah, which yeah, is the, which is the Hollywood way. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, wanted totally. to keep it as safe as possible, and I think that. Um, yeah, I think that they there was a lot of skirting around a lot of stuff while also being uh-huh. like um like that whole like there's a scene there's a scene where uh all three of them want to find a hotel room and mm. Vita and Noxima are like, "Well, what are we going to do? I mean, we could sleep in the car. We could." And Chi-Chi's like, "Oh, don't be stupid. There's a hotel right there. Let's go." And she storms off to go into the hotel and they're like in full drag and they're like, "Chi-Chi, get back in the car. You will get absolutely torn apart. Get back in the car. Get back." And rather than Chi Chi getting torn apart. She's they. Oh, we think you're a woman, so come on in here, and like, and everything's yeah. fine. And now you get to sit by a pool and drink a cocktail because um, we don't recognise that you're a, a man in in a dress. <laughs> we yeah. we th- we see. Well, so you're in and you're fine. And so there's a lot of like, well, hold on. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of you, you. You scratched at what the problem is, but it's also just like no, we're fine, everything's good. There's a lot of there's, yeah. it's a bit of a '90s thing that I found. Like, so the sort of main villain in the piece is an awful like 
if you if I were to describe what this police officer does, and if I were to mm. describe the prejudices of this police officer and what he mm. attempts to do, just an evil, evil, prejudiced man. People in history like this man have gone into infamy because of how cruel and evil they are. Um, there's this real thing in the 90s of, like... Um, taking hateful people and it's like, I know how we'll get them. We'll represent them as a buffoon. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, look, in the movies, he's a buffoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, and, oh, not quite. And, and on the point of him, were they trying to make it seem like maybe he was gay? Oh, that was Did the I most 90s up? thing in the world. Homo- everyone this... with homophobia secretly. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> like the weird mumbling to himself in the bar where he was like... Started just talking about and you know men kissing and firm kissing and like mm. just at what like the strangest like they tried that on the day to <laughs> yeah. see what and who knows if this movie had have come out a year like not the year that Priscilla came out I think it would be quite like groundbreaking like it's a it's Ooh, a yeah. major motion picture. Um, it's not an independent feature. I think Steven Spielberg was involved. He produced yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like which is bonkers. Um, the the like I think I even read in the in the fun facts thing of IMDb that the director was heavily pregnant, and if she uh, ended up and she ended up being a man dressed as a woman, and no one knew. Um, <laughs> But uh, and he had said, "Oh, I love this script so much. If if you go into labour, I'll direct the the last bits of it." Oh, and wow. it's like, imagine if that movie was co-directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, and you know, I think it just doesn't. Yeah, like you say, Mish, like it's 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 just been Hollywooded to death. Mm. But, but I think without it's hard. Yeah, like you say, Zach, it's really hard not to compare it. Can I tell a story? Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) No, it's a hard no from Rich. Absolutely not. Um, No, well, my podcast, my name in it. I don't know, Um, can you? (laughs) Watch me. Um, So uh, when I was like, I would have been seven, um, we had a couple of VHS tapes at my house. I've already discussed previously that my VHSs were Annie the Musical, Mm -hmm. Labyrinth and uh, The Little Mermaid. They were the three, the, my, mine, Mish's yeah. VHS. But yeah. my mum had her own little collection. And one of the movies that we had on VHS in my house was Tu Wong Fu. Mm. And I, at seven, eight years old, was obsessed with this movie. Yeah. I had, I couldn't, I couldn't understand the concepts of it. I didn't know what the storyline, I didn't know that the dodgy cop was dodgy, none of that. What I, I just thought it was so glamorous and Mm -hmm. so theatrical and I loved the music. I used to, like, I was way too young to be walking around saying like, show me the body. Yeah. (laughs) But I was obsessed and I have, I have really just, and watching it back last night, um, and I don't think I've seen it since I was about 10 years old. I have really distinct memories of it being on VHS and rewinding little bits mm. and rewatching little bits of this movie. And so from the age of like eight, I knew that the actor behind Chichi Rodriguez was this guy named John Leguizamo. So it started my love for John Leguizamo. <laughs> but I thought that Chichi Rodriguez was the most beautiful human being on the planet when I was mm. younger. I used to want, I used to wear my, my jackets like her. Like I used to take them off my shoulders <laughs> and stuff. And um, I used to repeat lines that she would say in the movie. And so this movie has a real I have a real nostalgic connection to this film because mm. I just thought it was so wonderful. I 
totally recognise the issues with it now. But personally, from a personal point, I really love this movie because it reminds me of, you know, it reminds me of all the fun I had with it when I was a kid. What's your, what's your I, history with it, Reese? Um, Did you I watch was it a, as a kid? I was a producer on the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Spielberg. I, <laughs> I dated Wesley Snipes during the filming. <laughs> <laughs> I helped him tuck. Um, the I... I had a similar experience, but with Priscilla. Yeah. And I think what my parents had done was they'd kind of, and at similar age, like I saw it far too young, but everything just went over my head. Like I didn't, mm. the ping pong stuff I had, I just didn't understand. Like I yeah. just was like, oh, okay. Like I don't get this. And I didn't, I don't think, to the point that I, I remember talking to my mum and being like, what is like asking, like I knew that they were performing in drag but I didn't really know what that meant. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, drag queens, they're kind of men that also dress as women and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, she didn't even know mm. that. Um, but uh, to the point where I had once at a dinner party when I was about like six or seven and someone had said like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I had said a drag queen because in my head, mm. a drag queen was like a man that could also be a woman. Well, mm. why isn't everyone that? That sounds <laughs> great. Like, mm. what fun options? I didn't know about pay disparity and stuff. Um, but, um, <laughs> that, uh, but so I. <laughs> oh, it's so dark. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's no, cool. I get it. Too much. Too much. <laughs> it's fine. No, I'm there. Too much. Um, but, uh, but now, and then I think I might have seen this maybe, yeah, either in my late kind of like just before I was a teenager and just being a little bit dismissive of this movie, being kind of like, well, this isn't, this isn't Priscilla. Um, mm. But I think comparing it, if we're, say we're talking about political correctness, I actually think this movie passes more than Priscilla in a weird way. Yeah, right. Like in retrospect, like because there is stuff in Priscilla that is, it is an incredible film, but there is stuff in there that's like... Uh, some pretty full-on racial stuff. And even the musical that is currently <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the fact that when they restaged the musical um, and kept it all, uh, it's a pretty good indicator of what didn't work with the things that, like, should have cut that in the restaging. Yeah. <laughs> should have cut that. Yeah, yeah they're, you know, they're on top of Ayers Rock. They call it Ayers Rock. <laughs> they don't mm. call it all a room. Yeah. Uh, one of the characters says, we shouldn't be up here. And the other one says, I know. And that's, that's how they've decided <laughs> to, oh, well. <laughs> to cover that. Um, the, but whereas this movie, I feel like, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I feel like there's no big, there are some tonal problems, absolutely, mm. and like the weird gear shifts about, but, you know, they're not saying, well, this guy punched this woman and, well, well, marriage. Like they actually, they say, this is a vil- this is a villainous this is man, wrong. and mm. this is wrong, and uh, all the- and you know there's a, a a a biracial couple, and they're not making it a a thing. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? Like there's all these things that usually in a movie of this time would be mm. some big old. You know, everyone older in it is like in relationships. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think it passes more tests than maybe it's it's got like a good moral core. I think look, I think both films. Maybe it's my age, but like I think both films have good moral cause, and it's like yeah. there's sprinklings. But like you're absolutely right that a lot of it is tonal issues. It's like I wouldn't have played like while while 
a drag queen stands up for a battered woman and, and hits her abuser and beats him up and throws him out. I personally wouldn't have played music like dum 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 I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. made that choice. Mm. But the, what they're doing in that scene is still they're still saying this is not okay and you know do you like think, do you think it's fair to say even not comparing the two that Tu Wong Fu for a mid 90s movie about um, LGBT and drag queens and all of that that it passes the test? For a, for a mid '90s film to even be talking about those things, do you think, I think that I think so? It's because sheer existence really is like a, yeah. Well, that's, a part, that's you know what I, I mean. Like yeah, but not only the fact that it existed, but they they did it from my perspective, and I'm, I could I could very well be wrong, but from my perspective, they did it without um without having to take jabs without having to take too many jabs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At no point is the and, you know, speaking as a queer person, at no point watching this movie did I feel, as a queer person, going, ooh. Yeah. Like, I more felt like, as someone who likes drag and enjoys that culture, mm. was like, oh, you're really not respecting this You're culture. missing the mark. But, yeah. yeah, you're missing the point of why this is an important mm. thing. But at the same point, like, I don't know, even uh, to think of that this movie was made uh, and they're kind of elevating what the pageants looked like. And whereas, you know, pageant drag pageants in those days would have actually been quite grim. Like, (laughs) and you know, it's around, it wasn't until Vogue came out in what, nine 90 or something Mm. like the song that it started to elevate that kind of world. But it, it, it it gives, it's, it's, if anything, it's aggrandizing it. And, you know, Mm. it's, there's funny kind of bit like, uh, you know, RuPaul's drag name is Rachel tensions. Like, I think that's, Mm. that's quite funny. And like, And he's wearing a Confederate flag. flag dress. It was, that was a bit like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, like it takes some big swings. And even I think any similar to Priscilla, anything that came out that close to the height of the AIDS crisis, if mm. Universal is like, and Steven Spielberg is like, hey, you know how five years ago we were calling this gay cancer? Yeah. Uh, Let's make a movie about those people and put it out in a big... I don't know. I just think there's... It is It is very easy to find the faults in this movie, but I think it, in broad strokes it's like, oh, they, they did what they could for and, the yeah, time. And there's, na- there's rarely any jokes in it. Well, I, cu- I couldn't think of any jokes, uh, like, at the expense of... You know, whenever, like, I think tonally it was, like, you, like tonally it was a little more off than Priscilla. Priscilla, when it goes dark, it goes dark, you know, like. Yes. Um, whereas this, when it goes dark, it's still fun. It's still light mm. or it's still kind of, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't like make a joke of them. You know, the, 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 it's, mm. the, it's the prejudiced people that are idiots, not them. It's never about yeah. like, you know, I think there's. There's a respect there. It's it's it, yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you know? Do you know what I th- think that this should be the stage musical, not Priscilla? Mm. Does that make sense? Like, as in, mm. I think this story and the tone of it actually is a stage musical. Like the kind of the moment of the I'm a like the kind of I'm Spartacus moment mm. is something that usually happens in the final. 10 minutes or 15 minutes of a, of a musical. Like, does that make, like... Yeah, that's, it, this, mm-hmm. uh, this is, I'm going to just, you, you can ma, ma, time code this, Mish, because we'll probably have to cut it. Zach's going to go on a film nerd rant. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like, there's an element where 
because they're both about drag, because they're both about three drag queens going on a road trip through the middle of a country from one side to the other, um, stopping in a, in a rural country town and then like eventually, like because they're so comparable, it's easy to think that Priscilla and Tu Wong Fu are kind of the same genre, but mm. actually in a lot of ways, um, like, and it's a funny because this was also adapted into a musical. Priscilla's more like Billy Elliot. Like Priscilla's like got this element yeah, where it's grit. It, 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 it takes the performative layer, the art layer, and then it, it's actually a very social realist piece of filmmaking. It's about the truth behind it and it contrasts those two things against each other. It contrasts the magic and the hope with the truth of it. Whereas this is much more like a drag movie in a way. It's, yeah. It, it, these are drag characters going like... And and you're absolutely right. Neither Billy Elliot or Priscilla make sense as musicals because those are two movies about what's not said. So the idea of like in a yeah. moment where someone's holding something in, they start going, you know, it's a bit like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so right that it's about... Yeah, those are movies about things not being said. I've never thought about it that way, but that's exactly <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh Don't cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are... They are in, when... Um, Disney produced Toy Story. Just that reminded me of when Disney made Toy Story. Well, Pixar made it. Disney was like, you should make this a musical. Everything we've ever done is a musical. And the reason they didn't was they were like, this is a buddy film. This is a film um, about two people that don't get along. Exactly that. This whole movie is about uh, two toys that um, that don't communicate. It's about people not communicating and the whole point of a musical yeah. is people mm-hmm. expressing their emotions. Whenever they sing, they let it out. Um, and I just like, that's, it's such an interest. And it, you should always ask that question. If you want to adapt something into a musical, what's the core of this story? And if it's like not where people... And are the, are the songs aiding it? Yeah, and I, mm. it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. I haven't seen Priscilla the musical, but it doesn't make sense as a musical. Well, it's a jukebox musical. Oh. Like it's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know people wow. who have been in it, wow. so I should be careful. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's yeah, it's very interesting. That the there's a, a and the, you know this is vaguely related to this, but there's a really if you have if you have Disney Plus, there's a really great documentary called Howard about the guy that wrote all the songs um, with Alan Menken for. All the kind of the new generation of Disney. Yeah, movies. right. Is it Alan yeah. Mank? Is it Alan Mankin? But I know Disney those Mank? that pair. Yeah, yeah. He made like and wrote Little Shop of Horrors, and then wrote the music for Aladdin and blah blah blah. blah. And he died of AIDS. Uh, and it's just like a really interesting, like he talks about exactly that, like a song. It, for it to be a musical, it shouldn't just be. And now they're singing. It should be like, oh, this song needed to happen for me to understand. Yeah, and um, and I feel like this movie, um, Tu Wong Fu, kind of would work with songs in it. Yeah, like as in, you know, the the dressing up. It almost seems built for it. Like the kind of there are these set pieces, like you know, the dressing up of the house is like a whole number. And they have and a whole yeah, they have a whole bunch of montages. It's very much filmed like that kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like and, and you can and the old lady has like a, a song about the old day. I wish we had stayed. By the way, that character actress that is play has played has maybe been eighty years old for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. She's she's always like, what was the movie? She's been, I've, I always feel like I see her in like Danny DeVito movies. Like this kind oh, of. Was she on um, I Threw My Mum Off a Train? What was that movie called? Oh, I, I don't know. I can't place who you to. I only wrote down one. I only Googled and wrote down one actor's name in this film and I don't think it's mm. the one everyone else is talking yep. about. <laughs> uh, Reese is talking about an actress named Alice Drummond who was also in Ace Ventura. She was That's what Ghost, I'm thinking of. She was in Ghostbusters. She's always that called... lady as well, isn't she? She's always yeah. that. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> she was I'm... in doubt. She really has been old forever. I was. Oh, she's of... dead now. Oh. I was. <laughs> so now she'll be old forever. Um, I was thinking of her in Ace Ventura. That when like her watching the, like she plays the. What is it, what is the the husband says? Um, you know the the motor's on, but there's no one at the wheel. Like she's and she's mm. obsessed with her son. Now that's a problematic ending. Oh now that, yeah. Now that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Oh boy. Oh mama. Oh like, boy. How does, how does this movie with Wesley Snipes playing a drag queen have less problems than Ace Ventura? Yeah, just, yeah. About yeah. The oh, they got a community. pronoun wrong here and there. Now let's compare yeah. it to Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even the you know, and it's dated to look at it now. Of course, it is, and I'm sure people um, that are part of the trans community would look at that scene and be like, "Well, this is fucked." Like the scene uh, where Wesley Snipes is explaining the difference between, dra- but the fact that it exists, if, the fact that it exists, mm. and you 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 see, uh, it almost seems like it was important, maybe to the director or something, to say, "Oh, these are these are different communities. This is these are all real communities." Uh, you know, I mean, sure, the the strangeness of saying like, and and she gets a little surgery. It's like, okay, but I would say I've seen drag queens that speak that way. Um, they're not the they're, they're not the most uh, secure community. We've seen um, uh, RuPaul tweet that way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen RuPaul cast that way. We've seen RuPaul frack that way. No, um, absolutely. I think that's such a. A good point is that 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 and quite flippant. Like it's a it's a transitional scene. I mean, pardon the pun, but, it, <laughs> but it, I genuinely didn't mean that. But the but it is like a kind of going through like you know this is what a and we don't use words like transsexual anymore. But or like but you know this is a transsexual. This is a transvestite. This is a drag queen. Blah blah blah. To, 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 in, a, in a movie in 1994 or whatever to go maybe, yeah, like get, get, got, gets it wrong by today's standards, but for a movie at that time to go, hold up, there's mm. lots of different communities and this is a film about this one, it's and such it's removing, a thoughtful moment, I, I, would, I would say. You know, I don't know. It's removing um, the idea of these are perverted communities. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yes, it's kind absolutely. of saying, you know, these these group of people are not per, like disgusting perverts. They are mm. they are forty. Anyways, it's just like an interesting, an yeah. interesting thing to do in nineteen ninety five. I think so. I um, um, oh sorry. I just I I want to touch on John Leguizamo really really quickly if I may. Oh yeah, well because I was going to talk like the about right the two Dinotopia books. Um, so I reckon yours is more <laughs> off topic. <laughs> I would love to talk about Dinotopia at some point. No, I mean, we, we, we have a podcast that's called Like Wazamarama, but if we're being honest, we talk about John maybe about 4% of the time. So um, I just want to slip in a day in terms of his performance. Um, mm. I want to mention that he recently came out and said that if he could redo this movie, he wouldn't because he believes that there are plenty of uh, Latin 
uh, men who are in fact drag queens or are part of the LGBTQI community that could do a much better job than him. So yeah. if he could go back, he wouldn't do it. Um, but that he has a lot of pride for this movie and that he had a lot of fun doing it and all of that. And I just thought that that was worth noting. Just makes me love him a little bit more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that is really, like, lovely. And, you know, not everyone, you know, Scarlett Johansson doesn't share his views sometimes on that kind yeah. of, like, like the, I, I think to be able to have the wherewithal to, I don't know, I won't, mm. I won't uh, sit on it too much, but... You know, it's interesting to me that the same person that made the pest clearly has, like, yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. listened and he's grown and he's... There's something very... Um, I read this amazing... This is this is not this is not too... Uh, we won't dwell on it too much, but I read this amazing article talking about Transparent, actually, and just the idea mm. of uh, someone not from a community playing someone within a community. And they're like, no matter how good they then- are, no matter how fantastic their performance mm. is... There's always just the the slightest element of someone looking through a window, and I think yeah. that you could say that in this film there is um, like Wesley Snipes, like I think Patrick Swayze, but like Wesley Snipes and um, Leguizamo both are really good, but there is mm. just that level of the looking through a window of the performance. Mm. It's it's like it's the difference of, um, and I can highly recommend. There's a great documentary on Netflix called Disclosure that's kind of all about... It's specifically about um, tra- the trans uh, community, but they, they do talk a lot about that when you're watching a, a straight man or a woman, like a cis person, play a trans person. It mm-hmm. is exactly that thing, and it also feels like it, it creates an otherness by, you know, by having a cis person play a trans person or a straight person play a gay person, it creates this, like, well, we, we wouldn't trust them to do this correctly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it needs to be... A, yeah, it's just an interesting... I um, And, yeah, I, the interesting thing about Wesley Snipes is, like, I don't know, maybe I've made this up and this could be... Allegedly, I've heard that Wesley Snipes had, had said some vaguely homophobic things before, but maybe I've made that up. Um and then to like see him, it's a pretty transformative. Like he's very, mm. very like, good. Like, he's yeah. very good. Like, like yeah. as a, I know men like that. It, it <laughs> like, feels very lived. You know, it feels it's not yeah. like like the, like you really Patrick Swayze. There's really this element of there's something there, and maybe that's the performance. But you know, but but he's playing his mother. It feels yeah, like. and like yes. Whereas Wesley Snipes oh, is that's in good, it. Reese, like, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. He's playing like a Monty Python version of a woman. Yes. Mm. Which, is, you know what I mean? Like, whereas I feel mm. like, um, yeah, Wesley Snipes is playing a yeah, gay man. he tapped man. in. Wesley Snipes tapped in. He's playing in. a gay man. Which is amazing, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And similarly with John, I feel like John's performance in this was pretty fucking good. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. pretty fucking good. And it's got that, like, it's it's almost like the difference of, like, there's an awkwardness to Patrick Swayze's performance. I don't want to go too hard on Patrick Swayze, but there's an awkwardness to his performance. What is he going to do? Get mad? <laughs> yeah. Like, What's he going to do? Be alive again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has Ghost. He has Donnie Darko. Oh, he's yeah. got a bunch. He's fine. Um, he's but, yeah. he, um, but there's something about his performance that there's the awkwardness of the actor, 
Whereas there's something in Leguizamo's performance that's like the awkwardness of a young person who's still finding who they are. Like it's mm. that Absolutely. self-consciousness or awkwardness is in the character, not in the actor. And I think that's very like, yeah, it's a hard balance to get right, but it's always very impressive. Yeah, for mm. sure. So my Dinotopia thing is, are you guys aware of the two? <laughs> oh, God. You guys aware of the two Dinotopia books? <laughs> no. No. No, I don't know. I don't know if I should go down this path, but I feel like I've started. I've got to at least finish it, surely. Okay. That's like that's how we live like on this podcast. We started it. We might as well keep talking about that's it. True. And then we just keep going and that's going. It's true. Um, well, maybe we can say, would Zach like to hear, uh, would anyone like to hear Zach's theory of how the relationship between Tu Wong Fu and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is more comparable to the two Dinotopia books than it is to Ants and a Bug's Life? If you'd like to hear that, um, you know, maybe just hit us up on some sort of social media and I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll explain it in a later podcast. As I say it, I realise um, I had my window, I missed it, and we talked about more interesting things. You don't have to say every note, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> what, how many Leguizamos do you guys give the film? Uh, Reese, you go first. You know our Leguizamo system by now, right? Yeah, it never doesn't confuse me. Um, <laughs> uh, so based on leguizamo Would you like to talk yeah. through yours first, Mish, to give Reese a few? Well, yeah. sure. Help, help so me. this is a big moment for me. Because <gasps> here it comes. I wish I hadn't blown um, this on Sesame Street. <laughs> Now, let's. Uh, I'm just saying this as a reminder to all, for because if this is if some people are listening to this episode and this is their first episode, mm-hmm. I'd like to what reiterate. Are you doing? Uh, a, what are <laughs> yeah. they doing? Uh, B, what Mish, are you doing? If this is the surely first as soon as Zach said, as soon as Zach said, Dinotopia, you are out. But, but right. hello, if you are here, <laughs> some people um, haven't read the greatest uh, picture book <laughs> in the history of the world, so that's fine. Whatever. Maybe not. Um, uh, we don't do a star rating. This isn't about the movie and how many stars we give this movie. We give a Leguizamo, which is how Leguizamo-y this movie is. And mm. um, I have yet to give a five Leguizamo score. Now, based on this start, this movie mm. genuinely started my proper love affair for John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Chi-Chi Rodriguez, I truly believe that Chi-Chi had some sort of effect on me as a kid in terms of theatrics and colour and life. Um, Yes, the movie has its issues, but for what John did in this movie, firstly, main player, love that, love it when John's a main player, doesn't happen enough and he was a total main player in this Um, and I think he did a fucking great job and this movie has a lot of sentimental value for me. And this is my first five Leguizamo film. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> this is huge. This is fucking huge. It's huge. So for is anyone else Reese, rock hard right now? <laughs> context, I came Reese, four times in the last 30 seconds. I used what? my five Leguizamos yeah. on um, my first five Leguizamo score on a segment he did for Sesame Street. Sesame Street. So yeah. I regret that to some degree, but also he's fantastic in it. I recommend you give it a Google. It is. What's, really cool. what's had the lowest score so far? The Counselor. It was a movie called The Counselor. Zach yeah, okay. and I gave it one and a half Leguizamos. Oh, okay. He's in it for right. one scene, and it's uh, and it's it's an awful movie. 
um, by people <laughs> who should know better. If that makes sense, it was made oh, recently. Yeah. It, no one attached to the film sh- should be is bad. Everyone attached to the film has demonstrably made Oscar-winning things, and it's mm-hmm. a terrible yeah. film. So we were mad at it, and also he wasn't mm. in it enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would say this film. Um, I I do like I said. I, I I it was better than I thought it was going to be, and I think the faults of this movie is not. There is no performance faults. Everything is in post. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like every problem, every problem with it is an editing problem. Actually, mm-hmm. I think every problem is it is an editing problem. Yeah. Like that's the whole deal. The whole problem with this movie is someone wasn't standing next to the editor and going, hey, should we go from the domestic violence scene straight to the making up the house scene? <laughs> like <laughs> maybe... Maybe let's or let, let's ease into the like and you know I even don't even think the the cast is wasted. It would be really easy to say Blythe like all these incredible theater actors, and it is. It seems like I think because the writer is also a playwright. This is kind of the, he's only written two movies. I forget what his name is, but he's written a lot of like great Broadway plays. And so everyone was like, he's finally doing a movie. Let's do it. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but John. I, I'm going to give a four and a half. I think John John gives a wonderful performance. And this is kind of what I know him for, really. Mm. Other than Romeo and Juliet, as not aficionados like you guys, I know mm. him from this movie and I know him from Romeo and Juliet. So you don't, you don't know him from the, uh, the uh, Funny or Die short, short he did in 2017 about having big balls? Mm. Um... No, I didn't catch that one. Maybe I'll ch- I'll go back through my blog and see if I've written it. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, for me, this is the first time I've seen this film. Uh, I I loved Priscilla, which I watched later in life as well. I didn't watch that as a kid, but I, I remember being so surprised by Priscilla. And initially I was, like, really comparing it. And then, like, when they landed in the town, I was like, this is the same as Priscilla. This is exactly the same plot as Priscilla. And then they stayed in the town and the town was more like Shit's Creek than like the Wolf Creek of, yeah. <laughs> of, of Priscilla. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a different kind of town. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, so it is a very, it is a very different movie. And once I settled into that, once I stopped comparing, once I just looked at Leguizamo's performance, yeah, it's great. He's great in it. He's in it a bunch. Uh, yeah, four and a half Leguizamo's for Zach. <laughs> Excellent. I think, I think you're right about that. It's a it's a backwater town. It's not a backward town. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a kind of it's a, like a lot of Australia is where you kind of like oh no oh no they're lovely they just um like yeah. they have they have television and the internet. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. Uh, they have Gwyneth Paltrow's mum. Yeah. How great is that? They have the lady gonna... from Donnie Darko. And and so again, I know I've mentioned this a million times, but I love this movie as a kid. I was obsessed with it. When I was in California, when I was probably about sixteen years old in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. I saw the actress named Loretta. Like I don't know her real act, but the actress who played the character Loretta at Trader Joe's. Wow! Wow! Is that the yeah. lady from Donnie Darko? Which one's Loretta? N- the- Loretta is the one who was also in Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, yeah, when- for sure. I man. When we, t- if she, I hope she's in another one of Leguizamo's films because she was a dot point for me. We got to talk about her, Beth Grant. <laughs> Beth, Beth Grant. Grant. I wrote down Beth yeah. Grant. I got three notes, and one of them is Beth Grant, Donnie Darko. Yeah. 
Yeah. She, uh, this movie, she's like an unsung, she's like a I true saw, character actor. Unsung and I hero. think she lives in Santa Cruz in California, or she did 15 years you ago. Just doxed her. <laughs> no. <laughs> years ago she was at Trader Joe's in Santa Cruz, California near where my dad lived on a boat and I saw Loretta in Trader Joe's. It's amazing. And it wasn't I saw the woman from Donnie Darko it wasn't I saw Beth whatever it was I saw Loretta. She's anyway. been in a serious amount of movies. Yeah she's like so Jesus we've Christ. since realised that John Leguizamo isn't a character actor. John Leguizamo is a lead that for various reasons doesn't get as many lead roles as he should. Um, mm. Racism. Hi, John. And and uh, she's like she's proper character actor. She's like yeah. She's she's just you know gunning for a big a, side part. You know we could do a Beth Grantathon. Beth Grant. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You hit, yeah, Beth Grant. Beth Beth granted. Beth. Beth. No, you're right. You got Beth it. Beth Grant. Thank you. She Grant. has 235 <gasps> filmography. As, as actress, she's directed two things. She's written two things. Oh, I bet they're the same thing. Do you know what she is? She's the sort of person that, like, um, the casting agent is like, oh, I know a great person for that part. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's at yeah. that point in her career. Like, she almost, like, has less stress getting parts than John Leguizamo because the casting agent's like, oh, yeah, I know someone. Uh, yeah, we'll get Beth to do that. She'll be great. <laughs> it's like that kind of yeah. jobbing actress and jobbing actors that just... Um, we were talking off air about neighbours, and I'm not saying she's anything like neighbours, but people and neighbours are just treating that like a job. Yeah, like you go into mm. you're a shift worker. I would love and to. And I do think like a lot of character actors in Hollywood are like that. I would love to do like an in conversation between her and Stephen Tobolowsky. Just what what stories are they going to trade? <laughs> Ned, of course, Ned Schneebly from uh, from yeah. <laughs> from Groundhog Day. Um, I think she's very similar to same as um, oh, who's in Barry? And he's in office space. Oh, um, male or female? No, I male. know who you're talking about. That, that guy, very like handsome, kind of <laughs> Eric Roberts territory, but not Eric Roberts at all. Not him, but uh, yeah, the guy from he's in Veep. Um, oh, okay. But no, uh, office space. Uh, I mean, this isn't going to be worth it. Oh, Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Mm. I think she's very similar to Stephen Root. That's all. It took too long for me to get there. No, I think this so. is great. I, I want to build a cast. I almost want to make it its own podcast. In my head, it's like Whoopi Goldberg. In the leads, you've got Whoopi Goldberg, Miriam Margulies, John Leguizamo. Yeah. And then who, who, if those character actors are being elevated, who is filling? Mm. And it's these guys. You know, we need well, to think already, about who's in the cast. We, we could kind call of it- started because Zach's put Miriam Margulies in there. I've yeah. put... Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Emma Thompson in there. We had Naomi the other week who put Patrick Wilson in there. Yeah. Do you want to chuck someone in? Is um, it Stephen like Root? A, <laughs> like a character, a character actor? Yeah. What's yeah. the idea? What's um, the supercast? You know. Oh, oh. I mean, I love any kind of. Uh, have you ever seen the show Billions? Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking. Are you going to say Paul Giamatti or the other one? Well, anyone in that show, yeah, like any any that is a show of, and I think Mad Men is the same. Mm. Mad mm-hmm. Men just 
up to pussy's bow with incredible <laughs> character actors. It's but particularly billions actually because Mad Men was like people that were mostly theater, like giving them a new opportunity. Whereas like billions kind of feels like someone in that team has the same agenda we have, which is like I want to yeah. give Paul Giamatti a leading part. I want to give the yeah. other one a leading part. You know, it's about mm. time the other one got Reese. I <laughs> no, let's keep going. I think the guy David, what's his name? He's in, he plays Wags in Billions. David, I mean, I know we've got to go. No, we don't. Probably. I'm trying to be oh, polite to you. Right. I will ch- talk about character also actors in all suits, day long. Also in Suits? Yeah. Also in Suits? Um, uh, uh, David Constable. I, I need yes. to look I, need I think to look he's at the good. Face. I think I've been spending a lot of time in lockdown. Um, Prime have just put good. all of Law and Order criminal intent on. And I've been watching a lot of Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and um, SVU, and just anybody who plays a judge yes. in that show. Yeah, like you got your Judith Lights. Judith Light. Judith Light. Can I Light. Judith Light. Judith yes. Light. I, yes, good. You've, she, yes, maybe her and Miriam Margulies are like sisters or something. Can you build a story yeah. from the cast? Can you go? All right, here's who yeah. we've got. Uh, can we call? Can we do a podcast about it and call it character activism? <laughs> <laughs> or yes. some sort of oh activism. Yes, we absolutely can. <laughs> That's incredible. Char- act activate. Act- no, you, you landed on character activism. Sometimes, sometimes. So I came up with uh, in an earlier podcast, Michael Shenanza, and sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes you riff, and sometimes you go character activism. You landed it. You got it. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to talk anymore on that. That's brilliant, Reese. Take it, That's put it in your good. pocket. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that right there is in the Michael Shenanza Leguizamarama Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, could you yeah. then do like a Martin Shenanza and maybe like a like a? I got I watched a clip the other day of Martin Sheen talking about um, how because his real last name is Estevez, obviously, mm. and that he is, I think maybe I'm wrong, a hundred percent Latin background. Like really? his parents were immig- yeah, his parents were immigrants, or maybe half or something. Not important. Don't need to go into those types of details. You start delving too much into those details, you sound a little bit fixated on it. Um, <laughs> what percent do you reckon he is, though? Uh, but <laughs> when you, but he from- never. <laughs> the line from but- being a good person and racist is it's kind yeah. of like <laughs> a loop. <laughs> You're doing really well, then you get two percentage and you're back to the start. It's like Dimitri Martin. I feel like at that point they'd pause the podcast and then the, the teacher would turn to the class and be like, and that's where it was, kids. <laughs> and we just like Dimitri Martin used to have a joke about how it's it's good to it's good to love kids, but it's bad when you get specific. Like, I love kids, it's fine, but I love twelve year olds is not yeah. good. It's great. Um, he, um, I saw um, Julio Estevez and Martin Sheen were doing a panel together and they were talking about uh, how he, um, Martin Sheen changed his name like because it was the 60s and he was just trying to get work and it was a tough... And he just felt... And then he... Uh, and it make, he's never changed his name legally. Like it still says... I forget what his first name is, but it says Estevez on his licence and everything and he's very proud of his Latin background. But it makes you realise Charlie Sheen changed his name... To, to be the son of Martin Sheen, yes, and how oh wow, Lou Estevez didn't do that, like, and mm. the difference, like the and the way that their careers have gone, kind of proves that, like, 
oh, Charlie Sheen wanted to be Martin Sheen's son. Well, because is, is Charlie Sheen the third generation of Sheens? No, 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 second. No, no, he's the second. But that is amazing, isn't it, to, like, to take your parents... To take your parents' stage name, there's a lot in that. It's weird. That's a that lot. isn't even legally named that. Like, it's... Yeah. You have to do a lot of paperwork your father never did. It's um, it's yeah. like... Because uh, then you've got, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, who was uh, National Treasure? Um, Nicholas Nicholas Cage, Cage. is a is Coppola. He's Nicholas Coppola. Yeah. yeah. And he chose to go away from that in order to, you know, use your contacts, but you don't need that on the poster. You know what I mean? Like, and it worked. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't be further away. Um, Chaz Chaz Bono once said in an interview as well. He's like, um, I can't go anywhere. Like he goes, I can't, I can't build a career of my own because everywhere I go, someone's reminding me that I came out of Cher's vagina. And it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you are true. not wrong. That would be crazy. I, I oh. could you imagine? I always think about. Can that. you imagine like, coming out of Cher's vagina? Just, if I was a product of something that came out of Cher's vagina, I'd be mm. wrapped. But, I'd but, tell everyone. But just the notion of like think about what it is to grow up with your parents. Like you know, your parents are gods, right? Your parents are gods, yeah. and then at some point you realize they're human. Imagine mm. at the point where we realize that your my parent is a human. You just keep on going. Yes, my parent is a god. They're sure, for God's sake. Like, it's just yeah. Yeah. never stop. You never have that moment. Like, yeah, that's crazy. How cool, sure. Yeah. So, Reese, anything to promote? <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw Share once. Uh, really good show. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I thought you meant it at Trader Joe's. For Are you a promoting your your experience with Share that you had once? I'm promoting my experience with Share. Is it Share um, or Sure? It's Share, isn't share. it? I think it's Share, but I think. A lot of people do say sure. So it's she share. says share. It's like yeah. yeah I'm sure. I'm sure, bitch. It's but she York. could be saying sure. I'm sure. Like in her her accent. <laughs> she just has no vowels, so we just have to guess yeah. what the vowel is. <laughs> if for whatever um, reason, Reese, someone is listening to this podcast that yeah. knows what Leguizamarama is but doesn't know who you are, which is... That, I don't that's think that's a, a Venn diagram. They, they, yeah, that's <laughs> not a thing. No, it's possible. It's entirely possible. Um, you know, How would maybe, people I hear they're playing, they're playing this in a lot of institutions. Um, <laughs> the... Acting institutions, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Perhaps Felicity, we were speaking of Transparent earlier. I mean, or... Um, was it Transparent or Transamerica we were talking about? Uh, no, oh, we no did, I did mention about. Transparent, but Transamerica... Uh, is, is see Huffman, she's in jail now. Um, <laughs> I do another podcast uh, with uh, Kyron Wheatley, my fiance, and our very uh, good friend uh, Georgia Mooney. It's just it's a very similar vibe to this, where we watch Marvel movies. We're watching all the Marvel movies in order. Uh, sometimes Georgia doesn't watch the whole thing. That's great. Um, she did. She's done that. Twice now, I think, and it's only halfway through the podcast. She will disclose to us that she had run out of time and doesn't <laughs> doesn't know how this movie ends. Do you need Do you need um, her to like if you if you need her to just get in touch with me and I can teach her how to watch at one point five speed because that's my yeah. go to. Oh, we we start recording. Idea. We'll record at midday, and Zach will start a, a two and a half hour movie at eleven a.m. Yeah. yeah, but just really really fast. Yeah, so you just get all the information. Just get we, all we do in. a podcast. It's called Simply Marvelous. They're 20-minute episodes. They're very heavily edited. Um, 
yeah, so I don't know. Come and listen to Simply Marvelous. It's actually, we, we're quite happy with it. We think it's quite silly and fun. It's very like, it's, fun. We talk about Marvel movies, but we don't really. It's well, if you like, yeah, it's it's very very funny. I'll say that, and it's very. If you like oh, what really? we do, uh, you'll like it. But it's like us, but, but I think I said this about. It's like us, if but it's like us. clever. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> clever like and edited. Who, who know what they're doing? Who are professionals? <laughs> I'm a professional, no, no. sadly. Um. I mean, I have no idea what it sounds like. I do it, and then uh, Georgia edits it, and Kyron uh, sets everything up. So I, I have, I've never listened to an episode. So oh, Reese is like us. Do I? <laughs> see, except do I come we off have okay? is us. <laughs> Reese has someone. Have you listened to it? Have Sorry? you listened to it before, Zach? Your one, yes. Have you yeah, listened yeah, yeah. to that? Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. Do I come off okay? In it? <laughs> Great. Sound really good, Reese. It sounds really great. It's funny. Okay. Um, and you know, okay. it was, I, I presumed it was Kyron uh, editing, but uh, it's very, no. George does it. She's a musician. She's very clever. Kyron taught me how to edit, and then I edited this podcast for a time, and then I got over it, and now I don't edit it anymore. I think you need to have a. We had this exact discussion the other night. I do not have. I I have a vague understanding. He's shown me how to edit. Probably the same one that he showed you. I just don't have the staying power. Like he mm. studied audio engineering, so he likes to sit and he can spend six hours mm. and he will work on that and get it tight and together. I just don't. I'll do a pass of it over an hour. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, that's exactly was exactly my journey. I was like, uh, I, I used to like get him down. I said like, oh, tell me what to cut, Mish, and I'll make it like sound like you're interrupting me, but actually we cut an hour of racist stuff. And, no, it's like, I was like, <laughs> and then like I got to a point where I was like, I'm literally, I, I, you'll be lucky if I sync this audio. I'm going to yeah. just send you back your own track <laughs> unless we get someone else. <laughs> Um, but thank you, Reese. So that's the podcast to listen to, and your uh, Instagram. Hi, yeah, Reese Nicholson. Yeah, all um, that. No one's on, listening on... to our podcast, Reese. I don't know why we insist okay. on making people promote to their own. <laughs> Just, in Just in case. Just in case. You know, I treat it like a time capsule, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'll be cancelled eventually. And oh, we could say whatever we want. Legacy. Patrick Swayze's dead. The pest sucked. We could say whatever we yeah. want. <laughs> And, and are those two things related? Possibly. That's my Maybe. conspiracy theory. I think he was murdered by the makers of the pest. Mm. Um, anyway, thanks for having <laughs> me on the podcast, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Reese. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.